I'm so happy to be a part of uh, this lifeline tonight. I thank God that I've been able to be a part of all of the lifelines, and I have certainly have been impacted. And for me, lifeline is more of a conversation. And so we thank God for this 180th lifeline conversation. So even though it's a one-way conversation, welcome into the living room. Uh, on this night, and I know that most of the time we've been, and the pastor has kind of coined his messages as like nuggets and tidbits. Well, the nuggets and tidbits that I'm going to offer on this summer evening will come under the umbrella of what I call up the down staircase. Up the down staircase. And I know you guys are, well, what the heck is he talking about? Well, um, being a child who born in the 50s and raised in the 60s, uh, in 1967, there was a book that was written by a woman named Belle Kaufman. And in that same year, a film was released by that same name that starred Sandy Dennis. Most of you probably won't know her. Nevertheless, the movie was about a very idealistic English teacher at an inner city high school in New York. And she was uh, very interested in coming in, her first teaching gig, and she wanted to make a strong and heavy impact on the kids and change some people's lives. Now, she quickly became discouraged during the first year of teaching, frustrated by bureaucracy, the indifference of the students, and the incompetence of some of her fellow teachers. And now, the title of the book, Up the Down Staircase, actually came from a very brief part of the movie. It was in a letter uh, related to a student that was being punished, and they were being punished because they went up the down staircase. Now, a lot of the old school buildings, public school buildings, you know, if you look up the stairway and up the aisle, there's like a banister that goes down the middle. And I remember way back in Mason Elementary, in primary school and elementary, they had that. And when you went up, you went up one way and you came down the other way. The two would never meet. So if you were going up, you had to go the up way. And when you came down, you came down the other way. So in this particular situation, if you will hang with me during this conversation, when you go up the down staircase, you are going the wrong way. Okay? And it just put me in the mind, and for some reason, God put on my mind this whole thing about going up the down staircase going the wrong way with respect to us Christians and our Christian lives. Um, we often go the wrong way, you know. And back when I was growing up, going the wrong way was a big no-no. We would be kids playing out on the block, on a one-way street on my block, and every once in a while you would get somebody driving their car the wrong way. And everybody would yell out, Wrong way, wrong way, wrong way, you know, and uh it was a big deal. Nowadays, though, especially on the west side of Chicago, going the wrong way, it, may, it, it doesn't surprise you. It's no big deal. It's like, oh, I'm just going to make my own lane, and it doesn't matter. I can do it. You can do it, too. Nevertheless, as Christians, going the wrong way 
going up the down staircase is never a small thing. It's not a light thing. But it is a problem for many Christians today that going the wrong way, i.e., doing the wrong thing in the eyes of God, is no big deal. But I will implore you to accept the fact that it is a big deal to go the wrong way, okay? Up the down staircase. So I just want to take a few minutes that I have here in this lifeline half hour and just talk about the impact as Christians of going the wrong way, going up the down staircase. It's not acceptable. So first of all, I want you to look at it and let your mind kind of go and, and think about this first section from an individual point of view and how it affects you, and take some time to just reflect back on yourself and how you're living your Christian life, and how much time are you spending going up the down staircase, going the wrong way. And then secondly, I want to get into the negative impact that all of this has on the church and the church body, where now you've got a group of people perhaps going the wrong way at different times, and how that actually affects us. So let's look at going the wrong way or up the down staircase from an individual point of view. Look, the bottom line is with God, if you're going the wrong way, you're going the wrong way, and that's what we call disobedience. And it's the wrong way based on what he says, not what the world says, not what your best friend might say or somebody else. It's disobedience, it's defiance, and it's just being contrary, you know? Have you ever wondered why sometimes you have these goals and dreams and whatnot, and it just seems like you just, you can't seem to make it. You can't seem to make it happen. And you may halfway pray to God to help you get there and help pave the way for you, and it just seems to be a problem. Well, part of the problem could be that you're going up the down staircase. You're not going the right way. You're not doing it the way he wants you to do it. Let me give you another visual here. I say in my topic, up the down staircase, but it could very well be up the down escalator, if you will. And just imagine if you have ever done this, and many of us have, maybe not in your latter life, but maybe your earlier life, where you know there's an up and there's a down. Have you ever tried walking up the down escalator? You don't get anywhere fast. You know, it's very hard to do. And unless you start running, you're not going to make it to the top of the down escalator. Okay? You get tired. You get wore out. It's just not the thing you're supposed to do. Not only that, but you also cause a lot of confusion to the people who are casually making their way down the down escalator. Look, do things the right way. God expects us to do things his way. If you do things this way, you don't have those issues that you have going up a down escalator, going up the down staircase. You don't have the same problems. When we don't do things the way God wants us to do them, we get wore out. We get wore out for the wrong reasons. Sometimes we wrench our hands. We get full of anxiety because we are, Lord, Lord, what's going on? What's the problem? Well, you're not doing things his way. You know, sometimes people equate 
uh, our Christian life and our Christian walk with going up the rough side of the mountain, and that's the reason why we may have issues. Well, you know, it's not just that you're going up the rough side of the mountain. It's just that the rough side of the mountain may not be the way for you to go. Huh? So what I'm saying is live life, do the things that God wants you to do. When you don't do it his way, you're going against the grain of the word of God. God says, A, you want to do B. That's the problem. God says, go left. You want to go right. That's a problem. When you go against the grain of the word of God, you're living on the wrong side of the will of God. Not a good place to be. Many scriptures we will find will tell us that if you do things within the will of God, he is with you. He will help you. He will guide you. But when you don't, you are going the wrong way. In John 14, chapter 5, verse, Thomas, the disciple, said, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Follow me. Do as I do and do as I say. When you don't, when we, my brothers and sisters, don't follow this, follow this scripture, follow Christ, we are going the wrong way. We're going up the down staircase. We're not living life according to the will of God. And let me tell you this, sticking to the individual reflection that I hope that all of us are doing, just because a lot of people are doing the wrong thing and going the wrong way, it does not make it all right or acceptable in the eyes of God. We find it so easy at times to justify doing the wrong thing and going the wrong way because everybody else did it. That don't make it right in the eyes of God. And I really want to stress that point because today, in this day and age, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot. And a lot of things that are going on, the world accepts. The world says, this is fine, this is good. Yeah, we can respect what anybody does and how they go about. They can deal with the consequences themselves. But you need to always ask yourself, is this okay in the eyes of God? That's the only asset test that really matters. What does God feel about it? So let's look over on the other side of things. Let's shift our focus here away from ourselves, and let's focus in on the church body, the congregation. When we go the wrong way, do our thing, go up the down staircase, if you will, it has a negative impact on the church body. Why? Because each one of us is a part of the church body, okay? Each of us has a role to play. Each of us has a purpose to fulfill in the church body, which is the body of Christ. So when you go the wrong way, something in the body is going to be off. It's going to have an impact. The impact may be small. The impact may be large. Okay? Look, there are a few things worse, as far as I'm concerned, in a church than people 
serving, serving, there's people serving the wrong way while going up the down staircase, okay? People who make serving the Lord and the body a chore, okay? It's not supposed to be a chore. Serving in the church should be heart, H-E-A-R-T work, as our pastor often says, and not hard, H-A-R-D work, okay? That's the way serving the body should be. But if you choose to go your way and do it the wrong way, then you are turning hard work into hard work because you don't really want to do it anyway, okay? It's breaking your flow going in the wrong direction. Okay, this is what happens when you serve outside of your lane or in a role that God has not purposed you to serve in or you are not gifted or anointed to serve in. So very similar to living and acting and doing uh, the wrong thing and going up the down staircase is also serving outside of your lane. We can equate those two together, okay? So serving outside of your lane. Hmm? doing something that you really ain't got no business doing or serving in a role that you really not, you really shouldn't be in. Okay. We should all, each and every one of us be asking God, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? What is it that you have placed within me that is what I should be doing? Lord, what have you anointed me to do? Lord, what have you gifted me to do? This is what we should be asking the Lord. Secondly, regarding the negative impact on the body, when you go your own way, when you go the wrong way, you encounter opposition, friction, and resistance from the Holy Spirit, which is always trying to goad us or steer us in the right way. Acts 26, chapter 14, verse, when Jesus knocked Saul off of the donkey, he said to him while he was down, why are you persecuting me, Saul? It's hard for you to kick against the pricks, okay? The pricks, in this case, it relates to like a gold or a very pointy stick that people used back in those days uh, for oxen to make them go in a certain direction. So they would use that pointy stick, or they used to call it a prick, they would, that pointy stick to say, go left or go right. And he's telling Saul, this is what I'm doing to you right now, Saul. And you really can't fight against this. You really cannot fight against me. So the Holy Spirit at all times, really, especially when we're working within the body of Christ, for the upbuilding of God's kingdom program in the world, he will use his Holy Spirit to give, to oppose our wrongdoing, to add friction in our lives and resistance so that we can get back on track. Amen. Sometimes, sometimes we ourselves unknowingly persecute the church with our bad or out-of-order service. So we need to really reflect upon ourselves and reflect upon the impact that we have on the church body. When we go the wrong way, especially if there's a group of us doing that, going our own individual ways as opposed to the way that God wants us to go, 
We cause discord. We cause distance. And ultimately, heaven forbid, destruction. Another indicative, another sign of, of us doing things the wrong way and not really making any progress and not really adding value to the church, we confuse activity with accomplishment. So whenever we engage in a whole lot of activities and we're really not making any progress, we're really not making a difference, there's something wrong with that activity. And if it's not, if accomplishment is not the end result of it all, then we're doing the wrong things. We're doing things that may look like we're busy, working hard, doing a good work for the Lord, but all of the work that we do for the Lord should result in productivity. <coughs> Excuse me. Another sign of that is talking loudly and talking a lot and saying nothing. You know, we expend, we expend a lot of energy when we do the things that God has not told us to do, but what we want to do, doing a lot of talking, being a blowhard, saying nothing really, nothing that's going to be beneficial to anybody. Don't overstate your value or importance to the church, meaning taking kind of a selfish angle within the church, feeling that things cannot go on without you, you know, feeling that if you don't have your place and have your say, that, you know, everything is going to fall apart. Remember, the church is God. The church belongs to God. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. <clears throat> so when we are disobedient, defiant, contrary, when we are going up the down staircase, when we are going the wrong way, we make a lot of trouble within the church body. I implore you again, don't get overconfident in your strength, your speed, your intellect, or your influence. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's all about Christ. Be careful of what I call the treadmill effect. <laughs> you know how a treadmill is. You can run mile after mile after mile on a treadmill and actually be still in the same spot. Amen? This is a, 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 a very bad, in my opinion, for the church. Because a lot of times, if we're doing a whole lot of activity, <coughs> me, a whole lot of activity, a whole lot of moving around, <coughs> going nowhere fast. Amen? And a church with too many members on the treadmill will find itself on the treadmill. No growth, no progress, <clears throat> no prosperity, and ultimately no purpose. And that leads to a church being stuck. <clears throat> Thank God freedom is not that kind of a church. Hallelujah. Make sure, my brothers and sisters, that you are in the right lane in your Christian service. You could be the cause or contributing to the cause of problems, discord. It's bad when everybody but you knows that you are not where you should be and not doing what you should be doing. It's not a good thing when Jesus is drawing all men to himself and you are helping to drive them away. <clears throat> Forgive my throat. 
we are closing out. So the last thing that I want to talk about in my lifeline conversation is the rise of your fall. And it's more of an eternal point of view, the rise of your fall. See, when you are on an escalator going up the down escalator and you are making your way up, no matter how many steps you take, going up that down escalator, you're still going down. So in your mind, you might feel that you are rising, but you're actually falling. Check your pride at the door. Don't be too proud to admit that you have been and are presently going in the wrong direction in your life. Until you recognize for yourself that you are going down, going up the down staircase, you will not change. Until you recognize for yourself that you are going the wrong way, you will not change. It is said that insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. You must make a change. Any change for any Christian in this walk begins with Christ. What does he want us to do? Where is he taking us to? Don't be fooled by your own ascension and promotion or accolades that people may lavish upon you. That don't that does not define the right direction. Because if, if, if you look at it that way, you could be doing the wrong thing and people giving you pats on the back and saying amen and go ahead, brother, go ahead, sister. And that's just going to keep you encouraged to go in the wrong direction. Don't get fooled by that. Ask the Lord to lift you up and elevate you. Don't believe the big lie or the big like about who you are. And whose you are. Satan is the author of confusion and chaos in our lives. And he's going to do everything very masterfully and skillfully to make you feel that the course that you have charted for yourself is a splendid one, especially when it takes you away from God. And lastly, I want to say this. Don't be a, I call it a first Corinthian Christian. 1 Corinthians 13 chapter talks about love, but, you know, to me, it gives us a very good description and indication of Christians who, despite their prominence, despite their prophetic giftedness, despite their position, despite their faith and sacrifice, they were considered nothing and gained nothing if not operating in love. And operating in love is going the right way. Anything beyond that, and it does not include love, is going the wrong way. You know you are on the wrong side of the staircase. If you are envious, boastful, proud, rude, self-seeking, easily angered, unforgiving, and unmerciful, and delight in evil. That's all in First Corinthians 13 chapter. Read it for yourself. Hallelujah. So when you are going... Up the down staircase, you are not operating in the love of Christ. You may be motivated, motivated by the love of something or someone else, but it ain't Christ. So you need to check yourself and make sure you are on the right side of life. This is my, our Lifeline conversation and message for today. 
I hope and I pray that it has been beneficial to all of you and that uh, you will take it home and kind of meditate on it.